0: Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray.
1: in early september Though you were lazy about it you made me wait around i was so crazy about you i didn't mind so i was late for class i locked my back to you welcome back everyone this is maximum health Quality living, and uh, this is yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. We have Dr. Katie Usher with us today, and um, we are talking pelvic health. She is a pelvic health physical therapist, and thank you, you know, just for just taking your time away and coming in and joining us. As you know, we have a uh, our listeners know we have a different guest every week, so um, it's always fun to be in the studio with someone that um, does does great things for people and uh, this is much needed and I wanted to talk about it mainly because not only have I had to treat many patients with issues uh, with their pelvic health uh, deficiencies uh, which include endometriosis, weakness, prolapse, um, urinary bladder, incontinence, incontinence um, I mean you name it and also just uh, when, when patients come to me and they want to have uh, they have fertility concerns and they want to get pregnant and, uh, these are issues that have to be dealt with too um, so and then men men also Mm -hmm. have issues with uh, pelvic health and it could be linked to erectile dysfunction it could be linked to also urinary or um, incontinence as well as um bowel prolapse and all sorts of things that people um don't talk about but we need to
0: and don't realize and don't realize Mm -hmm. do
1: not realize that these pains these odd discomforts and these occurrences can be helped prevented and also assisted with curing through these exercises and therapies that you offer and people like you offer so let's get into that tell me a little bit about how you got started with pelvic health and physical therapy in this area
0: so yes thank you so much for having me on the show um i started with pelvic floor physical therapy about three or four years ago um i was in physical therapy school at the time actually and one of the big reasons was my sister-in-law was um, had her baby and she ended up with an emergency c-section and the whole situation just ended up very poorly she ended up having to go in a couple weeks later because her incision dehissed and um, had to have a um, secondary operation and i was just very surprised at the whole situation that she was never offered any type of therapy or care after that and Mm -hmm. um, she ended up having a lot of issues after that and then the other situation was i was finding a lot in the outpatient orthopedic clinics where people would come in um, with the diagnosis of back pain Mm -hmm. and i was realizing more and more that it wasn't just back pain, they were also having issues of, they would say they were having SI pain, incontinence, pain with sex, and this is a specialty field, mm-hmm. and so I knew that it wasn't the b- low back, and if it, w- it was probably the pelvic floor referring to the low back, mm. and I didn't know how to treat it, so then I just started taking courses, and I, the more I got into it, the more I realized how much I love this field, and I was realizing how underserved this population is, The other thing... Just hold on
1: for one second because I want to, I know our listeners, there may have been a question to, you said low back, SI, and I know SI stands for sacroiliac. So sacrum, tailbone, iliac crest, hip, and where that joint meets or where those those, uh, meet. So that's SI pain and it sometimes mimics uh, almost like an, some people think, oh, I have sciatica because it's down by their toe bone or something, but it's SI joint pain. Um, and there could be links with, you're saying, the pelvic floor to that area.
0: Exactly. A okay. lot of times if there's weakness or dysfunction to right. the pelvic floor, right. that can kind and of... And usually on one
1: side that. or the other, so right side or left side of the sacrum or tailbone.
0: Right, okay. right.
1: Okay, just wanted to pause there because that's something that people complain about a lot and they probably have no clue, like what you're saying, especially females may have this tie-in to the pelvic floor issues. And, and there was, for a long system.
0: time, um, it was thought that the structure, the ligaments of the sacroiliac joint were so strong that the joint didn't actually move. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, coming on that's not the case. Right. I mean, people understand that, especially with pregnancy and the laxity, that there there can be some shifting and moving of that side. Sure, SI. absolutely. So, um, yeah
1: especially in and just talking a little bit more about that I know people who will say after a few kids oh my SI joint is out mm-hmm. so that's become a term so where this rigid f- structure or thought to be rigid is now not thought to be as rigid and one thing I talked about to my mothers when they're going through pregnancy especially by the third trimester I mentioned issues like when you have um, your your uh, there will be a, more suppleness and fluidity and movement of your joints because that's what the body does. It starts to open up and spread.
0: Exactly. And
1: uh, so, movements and things and exercises that you used to feel confident in doing, may, now you may feel awkward because now those joints are a little bit more pliable and will move more because that's what's supposed to happen. So maybe those exercises need to be. You need to cut back on them, right? So as not to hurt yourself or you know create more dysfunction.
0: <laughs> so it's interesting. So one of the things that I've started to really get into and I've become really passionate about is staying on the preventative side with all of these things. Right. Um, so I, I know we were talking off air. So my husband is a strength trainer. He has a right. gym in the Jupiter area. And so we have kind of come together and have created these prenatal programs because right. I do, I, I feel very strongly that, there a lot of things can be prevented and medicine in general has stayed on the um, side of like fixing problems after they occur. Right. And um, like going f- with the example of SI dysfunction or like that laxity through the joints, a right. lot of women will complain during and after pregnancy of their pelvis feeling off or having like that pubis, uh, pubic symphysis dysfunction right. where the, there's pain through the front of their, um, pelvis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those things by keeping like a general strengthening program and doing very specific exercises can, Mm -hmm. can prevent that stuff. So, um, I, I love this field so much because I think that we have the capacity to really help change the outcome for so many people that are, you know,
1: no, it's, it's huge. And, uh, what what ends up happening too is when I see these patients uh, with these issues is that the postpartum depression due to um, a slow recovery, inability to maybe get back into um, physical activity, whether it be their exercises, um, can be. Uh, curtailed by these pains or discomforts or or an awareness of the need for these types of exercises and therapies that you offer. And then, yes, you mentioned sexual recovery, Mm -hmm. so the ability to then engage with their spouse or their partner. Um, becomes compromised, which then can add to issues with relationships and lifestyle and all that sort of thing. So this is Absolutely. huge that there is a field that offers this, and I, I hope people will enjoy this. The rest of this talk. Now, one thing I want to touch on too is the name of your. Um, physical therapy center, which is Mula Banda mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that, because that's Sanskrit, I believe, mm-hmm. and I, I do practice yoga, so I'm sure there's some tie-in to the belief system, the, the description of what that is and what the pelvic floor contains. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, so Mula Bandha, means root lock in right. Sanskrit. So it's, it is a yogic term and a lot of times people will say you know engage through your mula Bandha in yoga mm-hmm. and so and that is basically the base right so our root lock it's our base of energy system and so the idea is if you can engage through there that you can keep your energy within um, and so in the yoga um, meditation Term when they're when they're talking about engaging through their mula banda, they will engage through the pelvic floor and they will um, and they'll do some breathing exercises and it's basically like it's circling their energy through um, their body and it's it's energizing. Mm-hmm. Whereas so and if they can't engage through their pelvic floor, then they're losing their life force, their their energy. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, that's because I am focusing mostly on the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. which ends up being a whole holistic practice because the right. pelvic floor is tied so much in with the other parts of the core. And, um, and what that's makes the name of the let's, term let's
1: Before we talk about energetics, I do want to touch on that and, and that whole connection to energetics, mulabandha, and actually being a chakra, mm-hmm. which is a term that people know from Ayurvedic practices, yoga, and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. And even with acupuncture, and So there's a tie-in because people will say to me, do you align chakras? And then mm-hmm. I explain that it's interesting that there's that tie-in with Ayurvedic Practices, chakras, and these nerve bundles or centers for chi.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: They're all kind of aligned and connected, and there may be different words or names or terms, but there is some sort of occurrence where there there's either nerve bundles, centers of energy, or so forth. That, uh, but but let's look at the the root chakra, mula and the actual structure of it. What is the pelvic floor? if you were to describe it
0: so the pelvic floor is a group of muscles that attach from the pubic bone into the tailbone so they basically line from front to back um and it basically looks like a bowl um so in the pelvic floor the pelvic floor houses our organs right so a lot of times people don't even realize what the pelvic floor is right right? so um so it is it's a um it's a bundle of muscles. There's three layers. They work to provide support for our organs. They provide stability for our spine. Um, they help with continence, so that sphincter control, that mm-hmm. closure mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they help bring blood flow to f- in the female to the clitoris um, and to the m- in the male for the penis. So for sexual um, appreciation, they mm-hmm. help with blood flow and all Mm -hmm. of those things and then obviously they help support a growing baby in the woman as well yes um so the thing that is so interesting about the pelvis and the pelvic floor in general going back to your comment about energetics is we do have that huge sacral plexus that is in um that comes out of the sacrum right and so those Those nerve bundles are really important for, um, rest and digest. They hold, there's a lot of trauma that gets held there. If there is any nerve dysfunction through the pelvis, it, um, it can affect so much. It affects the way we urinate, the way we, if we are able to tolerate sex, um, it can cause a lot of pain. It affects our lymph flow to our legs. Um, there's so much that goes on through the pelvic floor. Um, so it's, it's, That's really enlightening.
1: Um, So, in women, when the pelvic floor becomes compromised versus men, give us some ideas of happenings. Obviously, the first thought that comes to mind is pregnancy is going to weaken the pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. But why? Why do women tend to have incontinence after childbirth? Like, what is that relationship?
0: So. The interesting thing is with the female pelvis, the bladder sits right in front of that pubic bone, right? Mm-hmm. And so our ure- urethra is much smaller than mm-hmm. the man's. Okay. Um, so that is one reason why incontinence is l- less common for men unless they go through a procedure like a prostatectomy or something mm-hmm. of that nature mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. that affects the um, efficiency of the urethra. Right. But so whereas the urethra in a man is much longer, it goes through the whole Um, shaft of the penis, the females is much smaller. So if there's any pressure or dysfunction through those muscles, there's not as much support there. Gotcha. Um, The other thing is ligament laxity. So we know during pregnancy, there's a hormone called relaxin that causes everything to stretch and um, the ligaments will loosen out to allow the, the, Abdominal wall to grow for the baby. Yes, um, and so that also creates a lot of laxity within the ligaments of the pelvic fo- or of the pelvis, and um, and the m- muscles will soften, which they're supposed to do. Um, it just it makes it a lot harder to. Um, have that neuromuscular connection basically so right. keeping the strength of the pelvic floor while, right. while of that, all of that is happening.
1: So and then when it comes to the male situation which it does happen less however like you said less frequently.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what unless some, there's a I unless mean, there's trauma. So what are, like what are some of these things that could cause a male to have a weak pelvic floor?
0: So a lot of it can be well weakness and tightness can a lot of times go hand-in-hand so a lot of times people think it's not necessarily a weakness because they're not getting that laxity necessarily that women have through childbirth but a lot of times if the muscles are shortened or tight um, and that can happen from anything along the lines of like cycling or um, anything where there's a lot of pressure through the pelvic floor a fall, an injury like skateboarders that kind of thing Um, or a lot of times we'll see it in people who have high-stress jobs, um, where they're just holding a lot of tension through the pelvic floor. If you notice, like, the inability to take a deep breath, or mm. to, or if they're sitting all day long and they're gripping, like, through the pelvic floor, over time that can cause a lot of tension. And so, if the muscles are super shortened, then they can't work as effectively. Which in effect makes them
1: okay. Weaker. So not only yeah. There's not only the laxity of it, but there can be a tightening, which males tend to have more tightness overall.
0: Right, and but that's also a little bit of um, a misunderstanding for women as well, because we I do find a lot with postpartum women that they actually are having tightness as well. So it's the the weakness isn't always from a lengthening component so a lot of times women if they felt traumatized through birth if they um, had a bad sexual experience where they were gripping or um, or same thing if they're in a high stress environment they can have the same similar situation where they are um, gripping unknowingly and will have the same issue and so that is why pelvic therapists if you ever hear pelvic therapists it's not just, we will never just tell someone to do their Kegels Mm -hmm. um, because the Kegel is basically um, engaging and tightening through the pelvic floor. And asking someone to do that when you don't know what the environment of the pelvic floor is initially, it's basically like asking people to do shoulder shrugs all day long when their upper traps are very tight and okay. are so.
1: so that being said, so there is, uh, there are issues for both male and female. And then with these issues, there are preventative measures and mm-hmm. therapies that you help instruct in. Now, one of them you just mentioned is Kegeling, and mm-hmm. that may not be as common people to know what that means or the definition of kegling may not be as common. So if you can describe that, what a proper Kegel exercise is, I think it would be helpful.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so the way that I will teach um, pelvic floor contractions, let's say pelvic floor contractions instead of Kegel, um, I look at the ability of the perineum to lift. Um, and when we're doing internal exam or assessments so and just to kind of back up a little bit with a pelvic floor therapist they will do an internal muscle assessment of the pelvic floor and so a lot of times we'll do this internally where we'll ask the person to try and lift and squeeze through the perineum um, and we are looking to see that there is closure on all sides so a lot of times if there is a nerve dysfunction or a muscle dysfunction, we'll feel one side tighten more than the other, Mm. those types of things, which is a little bit harder to do on your own, unless you're using like a mirror to have that visual feedback. Um, But so when I am, say if I was teaching someone over the phone and I wasn't able to do that, I would ask them to either put their hand down and by their perineum or to sit in a position that they can feel it against the chair or the floor Mm. and to feel the perineum lift away from that surface. And then the ability for it to completely relax again, back to that resting tone. And then it's just as important for the muscle to lengthen as it is to contract. <laughs>
1: I'm totally doing this right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you should be able to feel that bearing down yeah. or that like the pushing relaxing, into yes. the floor, yeah. uh, to
0: into that surface. Yeah. And so one of my. And
1: both feet should be on the floor. Mm-hmm, okay. Yep. I'm, I'm like doing it.
0: <laughs> Another thing that I've taught some like yoga classes yeah. too um, is you can sit, like if yeah. you rolled up your yoga mat or a yeah. yoga block and actually sit on that and then yeah. that will give you a little bit more feedback through the podcast. Like, like a pillow
1: or like a uh, anything couch like or that. Like that mm-hmm.
0: okay. So one of the big things that I feel like we could really help um, prenatal women mm-hmm. is teaching this before they go into labor. So we talk, so there is a lot of conversation about that postpartum, like Creating the standard of care for women that every woman should have care postpartum, um, it's been standard care in France since 1985. Mm-hmm. We are so behind the boat on this, uh, but I think even to like go even further, if a woman could have an assessment prior to giving birth, where they are looking at the coordination of can you contract well, can you relax well, it I think it would totally change the um, the way they push during labor, the Mm -hmm. way they are able to let the pelvic floor relax. um, Because a lot of times what we find and what we treat as pelvic floor therapists is that coordination problem. And so we'll see this a lot of times with people who have GI dysfunction, like uh, chronic constipation where it's like they think that they are bearing down to have a bowel movement, but in fact they're contracting. Ooh. And so that in itself could be a huge reason that yeah. women aren't able to effectively push and yeah. then end up with either significant tearing or prolonged labor times, or yeah. um, you know if it ends up in a C-section yeah. because it's been too long. Because if the body isn't working together, or working the way it should, then it, it can totally change things.
1: Now, speaking so. of coordination, awareness, connect, connection to one's mm-hmm. own body, do you find that the women that you deal with that happen to be either yoga, you know, avid yoga uh, participators or, da- you know, former dancers or dancers, be it ballet or so, do you find them to be more in tune and, and better pelvic floor health than, say, an average woman? that doesn't do anything or maybe just does like step classes or cycling or you know, <laughs> average you know, I would exercise. Say,
0: I would say yes and no. It's very interesting. So I will say in my own body and my own birth. So I had all this information. My daughter's just a year old. So I had I was already in this field by the time I gave birth to her. And I thankfully had a great labor and delivery. I was able to kind of connect into that pelvic floor. I will say though that the the pelvic floor is not um, isolated, right? It works, it works with the diaphragm, mm-hmm. it works with the abdominal wall, and it works with muscles in our back mm-hmm. um, that that really create like that pressure management system. Um, and I will say when I was very early postpartum, the change, like the very quick change from having this huge belly and this baby inside you to it being this empty cavity it really took several weeks for me to really kind of reconnect and like be able to tighten those muscles again and like really get that coordination Mm -hmm. where everything was working together and I will say going back to your question about like um, yogis and, and people who would tend to have more body awareness don't always necessarily know how to create tension in a way that is supportive for their bodies so and and I say that meaning engaging the core and pelvic floor together while they're picking up their baby um, to support their back or going into a pose where they're going into like um, a warrior one or warrior two where they're not completely just hanging into their Mm. their back and not like creating that So some people are more focused
1: on the flexibility and the movements rather than the engagement of the core
0: Right, and very yeah. specifically on the postpartum end, mm. stability is so important. Like that, if you can't create that um, canister mm. and that tension, then that's where you start to have the issues um, of like incontinence or those types mm. of when you're lifting or jumping or mm-hmm. sneezing. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't, if you can't pull that all in together, mm-hmm. then um, then you start to have leaking in the system, mm. whether it's through the pelvic floor or. Um, right even like a worsening diastasis. So right. the ability to really, um, not to say that this prevents diastasis because right. that, the, that research isn't there. What's diastasis? Th- that's the separation of the abdominal wall. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think the latest research says by 36 weeks of pregnancy, almost a hundred percent of women will, will have a diastasis. But when it really becomes dysfunctional is on the postpartum side, if you if you see a lot of women, like when they're getting up from a table and their yeah. stomach is doming yes. or they're not able to like create that intra-abdominal pressure, yeah, yeah. um, that becomes, um, dysfunction when they can't stabilize well. Mm. And so that is something yeah. that another reason <laughs> like this goes into why, like, I really, truly believe right. it should be standard care
1: for pre pre pre. Yeah.
0: pre and postpartum right. because, because it takes a little bit to kind of like reconnect to your body and mm-hmm. like learn those strategies. Right. Um, so
1: and this will minimize the urinary incontinence. Uh, this will minimize all of these issues. Low back yeah. pain. Low back pain. And uh, so, so is there an age um, parameter? So is there where you're too old to do any of these sort of preventative things? Because mm-hmm. I know obviously the elderly will suffer too. Right, with uh, incontinence and things, but they, this is something that they can benefit from as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, up until this time, I would say that's pretty much what pelvic floor therapy yeah. has been treating, yeah. has been the older population, because yeah. they doctors don't start referring until yeah. it's a very significant issue women are post-
1: <laughs> And I'm laughing at myself because I'm speaking like they, but I'm 45, and mm-hmm. I, I'm in an age bracket where there's many males, majority of males right now in my age bracket have issues with... Urinary oh, yeah. situations, whether it be incontinence or inability to control. Um, I mean, I. And I, uh, yeah, saying. so that's what Flowmax and all these medications the are medications, treating. But this is yeah. something that, you know, I myself maintain a healthy, you know, bladder, low back, all by doing yoga, Kegels, and all of those mm-hmm. sort of exercises. So the preventative measures for me are key because I don't really want to do any of those medications or have issues in that department.
0: Right. It, I I think it's it's very common for people to um get on this whole train of like after having children or even with men too, but like this new normal that it's it's normal to leak when you go to mm. the gym if you're yes. lifting a heavy weight yes. or this is just the way it's gonna right. be. And but I It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be right. and it's it's really, and this is what I tell women because they, a lot of times they don't see the value mm-hmm. in it because it doesn't seem like it's that big of a problem to them at this point. Mm-hmm. But this is just like a sign that there is an issue that mm-hmm. will likely become a much greater issue with right. time. It's not something that tends to go away on its own. Right. It tends you to, have get to be worse. proactive. Exactly. This has been so
1: insightful and so wonderful. Dr. Katie Usher from Moolabanda PT. How do people find you?
0: Um, I am, I have a website, it's mm-hmm. com. Mm-hmm. I am on Facebook under Katie Usher. I have an Instagram page, which is Um Yeah, I'm local. I live in Jupiter, so you can reach out.
1: And I'm sure that people can contact you via the internet if they want any consulting and find out some exercises they could do on their own or
0: yes, a absolutely. recap of
1: this show, which also can be found via podcast. Um uh, iTunes Apple Podcasts as well as uh, Public Radio Exchange Thank you for joining us This has been another amazing Maximum Health Quality Living Yours truly Dr. Ken Gray See you next time I would enter Nashville, Tennessee But you wouldn't even come around to see me And since you're here head- have to steal my